Good morning, my name is Karen and I'm going to be doing two Bible readings this morning. The first one is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Our second reading comes from Mark chapter 3, verses 38 to 42. Sorry, verses 13 to 15. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Good morning, church. Uh, My name is Jeremiah, and by God's grace, I'll be bringing the message this morning. And let me start by saying thank you to the leadership for this privilege of sharing with the church the first Sunday of the year. I count it as a privilege, and I want to say thank you to the leadership of the church and to the whole church for that. Um, For those who are familiar with my accent, we know the drill. Almost everything I'm going to say has been put on the slide. So you just need to follow the slide. And for the sake of John and others, I'll speak slowly. So, and also, uh, for those who are not familiar, please just bear with me. I'll try as much as possible to carry everyone along. So when I speak too fast, who will caution me now? Mark, please, just let me, okay, Mike, yeah, you do that all the time. Just let me know to slow down, and I'll speak slowly. God bless us in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Our dear God, we want to thank you for this privilege to share fellowship with you this first Sunday of the year. We worship you. We thank you for this grace to be alive till now. We've seen your goodness. We've seen the benefit of serving you. You've been good to us. And we did not take your goodness for granted. Thank you, dear God. Lord, we ask that this morning again, you will bless us. Pray that your word will come to us with clarity and with simplicity. Will we understand what you are trying to tell us? I ask for grace to speak, for you to speak on your behalf, and I ask that you speak through me. Pray for every one of us that will be blessed, that our life will be transformed by your word. We pray that your word will help us this morning. Your word will give unto us grace, and your word will, meet, will mix with faith in our hearts. Thank you, almighty God, for we have asked and we have received in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said earlier, my name is Jeremiah, and I'll be speaking from the Bible verse Karen just read to us. Thank you, Karen. And I'll be speaking on the topic, one thing is needed. Just one thing is needed. Um, This is the beginning of the year, and very soon, we're going to get back to our normal life. 
back to work, children back to school, the hustling and the bustling, everything is going to get crazy busy again. But before we get to that, I think we are still in the holiday mode now. You can see the church is very few this morning. Before we get into the busy part of the year, it would be good if we start on a note. And that's what we want to consider this morning. In the text we read, the Bible says, a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Please, if you wouldn't mind, can you please let's go back to the uh, Bible passage again. That would be Mark, uh, Luke chapter 10. I'm sorry, please just help me. Luke 10. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is best, and it will, be, it will not be taken away from her. Thank you. So, this is the passage the Lord wants us to examine this morning. And we want to look at the privilege of hosting Jesus. Just imagine that Jesus said, I'll be paying you a visit during this time. Or next, next week, how will you prepare? What will be your preparation? And now, we need to understand the person and the popularity of Jesus at that time. I want to give you a glimpse of who Jesus was then and who he is now. He was a very popular person. I think it was in John chapter 12. The Bible says some people travel from Greece, some men. They travel from Greece all the way to Jerusalem to see Jesus. They told Andrew, we would like to see Jesus. There was, a man, there was a man who hosted Jesus in his house. And because the crowd was so much, and they were trying to get someone in, they pulled the roof of the house of the man and laid down the sick man to Jesus. You know, Jesus was a very popular man. Everyone was trying to see him. Even Herod then. The Bible says Herod was trying to see Jesus too. So it was quite popular. Everyone wanted to see Jesus. Everyone wanted to be with Jesus. You remember how that woman with the history of blood struggled just to touch the hem of his garment. You remember Zacchaeus who had to climb a tree to see him because the crowd was so much. So it is a rare privilege for you to have Jesus in your house. It's a very great opportunity for Jesus to say, I'll be coming to your house this evening and I'm going to be eating at your table. By, uh, during Christmas, we were at Jody's place and I was asking her that you must have put a lot of effort into preparing different kind of food just to make everyone happy. That was the situation Martha find herself. So, having understand who Jesus is and who Jesus, okay, who Jesus was then. Now, let's look at who Jesus is now. Just imagine Jesus saying, I'm coming to your house, Christine, and you and we get to know. Even though it might be a private um, gathering, I'm sure some of us will sneak in to say, well, we want to see Jesus too. You can't monopolize Jesus in this situation. We want to be there. People will come. Everyone will want to see Jesus. 
So now, what will you do if Jesus decides to be your guest today? If Jesus is coming to your house today, how will you prepare? What amount of preparation will you make to host the Son of God and the Savior of the world? How many days will it take you to prepare yourself to host Jesus? Hosting Jesus matters just like every one of us would be super excited considering Jesus' popularity and power. We see it as a privilege to host him. Who is Martha? This Martha that we are talking about. First, she is not a poor woman. The Bible says, Martha welcomed him into her home. That means she has a house. She has a home. Also, she must have been living comfortably to be able to invite 13 or more people into her home for dinner. You remember the woman of Zarephath? It was just Elijah. Elijah came to, him, to her and said, please, can you just give me some bread and water? And she said, hey, 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 hang on. I'm struggling here. I don't have much. Even this is the last meal that I'm going to, I'm going to eat with my son and die. But here we see Martha hosting Jesus, and not just Jesus, his 12 disciples. So hosting 13 people in your house, I'm sure it's going to cost you some, some money. So I want to believe, or I want to assume, Martha is not poor. She must have been living comfortably to host Jesus. Another thing is that Martha loved Jesus. She's a lover of Jesus. She's a believer. She's very hospitable, generous, and friendly. She is a very active and busy woman. She's very active. She's always here and there and here going everywhere. She's a family woman who takes care of her family. She has a sister called Mary and a brother named Lazarus. So, she's a family woman. Martha's desire to host Jesus costs time. It costs money. It takes a lot of effort. But you know what? Martha will do anything to make Jesus comfortable. She's an amazing woman. She will do anything to make that, to make sure that that Jesus' visit to our house is memorable. It's a very important thing to make Jesus comfortable because she finds it as a privilege. So, let's ask ourselves, are you a martyr? Do you love Jesus? Will you do anything to make Jesus comfortable? Are you hospitable? Are you generous? Are you very active? Are you very busy? Do you have a family? I know if you don't fall into any of this category, there are some characters of Martha that applies to you, that applies to every one of us. That's who Martha was. Now, let's examine Martha's request to Jesus. We want to examine the conversation that happened between the two of them. But Martha was very busy. That's the first thing. And distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. She's very busy. She's distracted with what? Her serving responsibilities. She was serving multiple people. Taking care of Jesus. Taking care of Jesus' disciple. Taking care of 
Lazarus, and Mary. She was very busy with her serving responsibility. She has a very busy life. And what makes it interesting is because she wasn't just serving people. She was serving Jesus. Everything she was doing, she was doing it for Jesus, to make Jesus comfortable. So she came to Jesus and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister, Mary now, has left me to do this serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. Tell Mary to get up. She can't just sit down there and be listening to you. Mary can, cannot sit down and be listening to you while I'm trying to make you comfortable. This is how the Amplified Version put it. Now, let's look at how the New International Version put it. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here? My sister is just sitting down, hide while I do all the work. Tell her to come up and help me. She raised a very crucial issue with Jesus. I am serving you and you allow this lady to sit down and be listening to you. That's not fair. I think that's an accusation. She accused Jesus, right? She said, that's not fair. Now, we still examine relationship with Jesus. One thing is needed. Now, let's look at the implication of Martha's request. What does it mean? That conversation, that little conversation, what does it mean? Martha is determined to take care of the physical need of Jesus and his followers. She's determined to take care of the physical need of Jesus and his followers. Martha is doing everything possible to please Jesus through her service. And that's how many of us do. We do everything to make the people of God comfortable. Sometimes we even inconvenience ourselves to make others comfortable. We spend our time, our effort, our resources to make sure that the church of God is moving forward, the life of others are getting better. Even for our families, some of us spend, we spend ourselves for our families. She feels a service and responsibility to Jesus is more important than sitting at Jesus' feet. You know, that's the normal thing to do. When someone comes to your house, you offer them food. After they have ate, and maybe after dessert, that's when you talk. You don't just, when they come to your house, you don't just start talking to them. That's how normal human beings welcome people to their house. So, she feels Mary is not doing anything by sitting at Jesus' feet. That's not how to deal. That's not how to make someone comfortable. You don't just sit down at their feet and listen to them while they have not eaten. We need to take care of Jesus first. We need to make Jesus comfortable first. We need to take care of his disciples first, his people first. Then we can talk to him. She feels she's been treated unfairly. You know, she told Jesus, this is not fair. What you are doing, even though you are Jesus, you are the savior of the world, you are the righteous one, but this is not fair. Now, she concluded in her heart that Jesus wasn't doing the right thing by allowing Mary to sit at his feet and listen to him while she's left alone to serve. 
Now, Jesus' response to Martha and to every one of us. What did Jesus, what was Jesus' response to this accusation? You said, I'm not being fair to you. Now, Jesus answered her, but the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it should not be taken away from her. Jesus told her, you are worried about meeting my physical need. You are worried about taking care of my disciples, taking care of everyone here. But there is one thing that I really need. There is one thing that I would have preferred you do for me. And that's what Mary is doing. I want you to sit down at my feet. It sounds awkward, right? Jesus told her, you are just worried. You know, in my own culture, the part of Nigeria where I come from, we have something, when they called you by name, like, called your name repeatedly like that, when they say, Jeremiah, 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 the person calling you, especially, it's mostly the older people, they will ask you, how many times have I called you? You will answer three times, listen to me. That's what follows. That means what they're about to say is very important. You must take it very serious. So Jesus called her to twice, listen to what I'm about to tell you. You are worried. You are disturbed. You are bothered about so many things, but they are not necessary. They are not the most important thing. What I want is for you to sit down. Sit down with me and listen to me. You know, if it was just in this passage that we found such experience in the Bible, it would have been maybe something we can overlook. But there was another episode in the Bible in John chapter 4. The Bible says Jesus and his disciples, had, they were walking and when they got to Samaria, they were tired. So Jesus sat down. The Bible recorded Jesus was really tired from the journey. He was weary and tired. So he sat down. His disciples went into the city to buy food and they came back. So when they got there, they saw him talking to a woman and say, you need to eat. But Jesus answered them. He said, meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he told them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. You know, these people walk to the city and back to meet his need, to feed him, to get food for him. And when they came back and offered him the food, he told them, I'm not interested. I have something else. I want to eat some. I have some, another food. Not this food you are offering me. They were, they were dumbfounded and like, have someone gave him food to eat? Because they knew you needed this food. That's why we walked to the city and back to get you this food. Now we brought the food. You're saying you have, something, you have another food to eat. This is what God is telling us this year. Before you expand yourself for so many other things, you need to sit down. You need to listen to God. You need to spend time with Him. The year is going to get busy again. We're going to go back to our normal lives, our normal activities, work, school, families, and everything. Church. You know, so, some of us are doing an amazing job in the church, getting everything going. But Jesus is saying, 
I want something else. I want you to sit down with me too. I want you to sit with me. I want you to spend time with me. I want us to enjoy intimacy. I want you to be close to me. I would prefer that. I would prefer that you sit down with me and spend time with me than spending and spending and spending money with for the church of God. God is not saying we should not do that. We're still going to see that. But he said there is one thing that is needed. There is just one, just one thing that I want. I want you to spend time with me. Now, one thing is needed, intimacy. Sorry, the slide has been mixed, messed up. She had a little sister called, a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet. Our Lord Jesus gave, some, gave us some example in the Bible about intimacy. The Bible says in the book of Luke, this is um, Luke chapter 6 verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and he spent the whole night praying to God. You know, anytime I read that Bible passage, it challenges me every time. What is Jesus praying about all through the night? This is Jesus himself, the creator of the whole world. But he spent the whole night praying. He's telling us something. Even though I am Jesus, I still need intimacy with God. And we saw that all through the Bible. The Bible says in, I think it was in um, Luke chapter 1 verse 35 or Mark chapter 1 verse 35, that early in the morning while others were still sleeping, he went out of the house to a solitary place to pray. This is Jesus. He still learned how to spend time with God. He still learned the place of intimacy with God. The disciples. Next week, Etienne will start teaching us about um, organic outreach. Let's look at what Jesus taught his disciples about evangelism. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 15, he appointed 12 that, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. The first thing is that they need to be with him. They need to stay with him. That's the first and the most important thing. They need to be with him first. It is after that that he might send them. He might, he might not. But what they need to be with him first. They need to be with him. In the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, it said, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. We must learn how to study the Bible. This year, make it a priority that this year, I'm going to dwell on the scripture. I'm going to study my Bible. I'm going to get closer to God. I'm going to build a close, intimate relationship with Him. No matter how crazy busy it gets, I will spend time with my God. Because of my time, I need to move faster. Now, Martha accused Jesus and accused Mary of sitting and not doing anything. But let's look at Mary's life. To Martha, Mary wasn't doing anything. She was just sitting down and listening to Jesus. But this Mary, the Bible says in John chapter 12, verse 3, then Mary took about a pint of pure nerd and expensive perfume, 
she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Mary gave her all to Jesus. This alabaster box that she broke it, when it was estimated, it was a year, year, year wages. Just imagine the salary of a whole year. Somebody brought it and poured it at the feet of Jesus. That gift that she gave was not external. It was internal. She understood what Jesus was going through. She has built a relationship with Jesus to the extent that she knew what is going to happen next. When the others were saying, oh, this is a waste, Jesus said, what she's doing now, she's preparing me for the future. How did she get to know that? It wasn't in the kitchen. It wasn't in the place of serving. She got that from what? Intimacy with Jesus, from getting close to him. Her gift was prophetic. She served God, but what? Out of intimacy. She wasn't, serve God. she wasn't serving God externally. She served God out of close intimacy with Jesus. Now, an effective evangelist. Mary evangelized. She brought people to Jesus. Now, look at this Bible verse in John eleven forty five. 45. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Who did they come to visit? Mary. They came to visit Mary, saw what Jesus did, and believed in Jesus. They became Christians. They became believers out of Mary's life. But to Martha, she wasn't doing anything. She was just sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to him. People will come to Jesus, not out of our service, but because of our intimacy with Jesus. They're going to come to Jesus out of our life. Mary's gift and service came from an understanding of who Jesus is, through our intimacy with God, it was an eternal and prophetic service that came from within her. I'm going to conclude by using this analogy. This is a tree. And I want us to have this picture in our mind. Let's examine there is a tree. Let's imagine there is a tree. The tree is growing so big, so tall, but it has a very shallow roots. The roots are very shallow. Let's say, let's assume that the tree grows seven feet and it has so many fruits. How long will it take for that tree to fall down? It's just a matter of time. Why? Because the root is shallow. It will not last. It will not last. It will just take a strong wind to blow and the tree will fall down. But let's say there's another tree. The root is so deep into the soil. So deep down into the soil. Even if the tree is just three feet tall or five feet tall, it will stand there for a very long time. It will survive most seasons because of the root. God is telling us this year, grow your roots deep within me. Take a root downward. Let your root grow so deep that nothing will shake you in this new year. So that when people come to pluck your fruit, you will bear fruit when you go so deep in me. A tree is not sustained by its height. It is sustained by its root. The deeper the roots, the greater the fruit. 
if people will come to Jesus, it won't be because of our service, but it will be because of what? Our experience of God. I pray the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for, we know you have a plan for us this year. We know that there is something in your mind that you want us to do this year as well. And it's just one thing. That's intimacy with you. To get to know you, that our roots will go deep down in you. That every individual, the birds of the air, the animals, the Bible says, this mustard seed is the smallest of all three. But when it grows, it becomes the biggest of all plants. That the birds of the air, the animals, all come to find shelter on it. Lord, we want our life to also grow in you. We want to experience you. We want to be like Mary, sitting at your feet every day, listening to you, listening to what you are saying, building a very strong and powerful prayer life that will become a praying Christian, a praying believer, a praying follower, a doer of your scripture. Lord, this is our heart desire this year. This is what we want you to do in our life this year. We want to know you. We want to grow in our knowledge of you. We want to grow in our intimacy with you. We want to experience you. Dear God, we pray that you will do this in our life this year. That we will not be busy. We will not be busy and distracted by many serving. We will not be busy and distracted by many responsibilities, responsibility of families, of friends, of work commitments. We will not be busy to overlook the place of intimacy. Lord, you will help us this year. That we will know you. We will experience you. We pray that your church will experience intimacy with you. Lord, in our life, you will do all this. We thank you for this and for many more. For we have asked and we have received in Jesus' name. Amen.